Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Did he have access to? Was that just a general drinks party? Yeah, we just go in there. So it wasn't like like you know like bring your own bring your own sort of supremely classy youths. We were just talking before we started recording. That's the voice of Ivor Graham, dear listener. And I have a friend who used to live near here. That's right, Lancaster Gate, Hyde Park. Living near here is quite the thing, isn't it? And. Uh, we used to go to New Year's Eve parties. So I was going to park and hang around in the shelter, which sounds rather more detached youth than, than it than. And then when you look at the shelter, you're like, oh, I see, that, that is where you were. So, yeah, I've got a picture of that. And now I'm going to start the old uh, run measurer, to use a technical term. And then uh, let's run. And we're away. I'm going to pop mine on as well, actually. Nice. Good. Um, so um, welcome um, back to the show. Um, lovely to have you on. Thanks for having me back, Rob. Good to it's see so, you. Was, it's so nice to see you, um, even outside of this uh, context of, you know, monopolising our company for content. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and well, congratulations got... on a quite a busy spring of marathons. Well, yeah, I know you did. Uh, two and an ultra? Two marathons and an ultra, that's right. Thank you for... Uh, Paying attention to that ridiculousness. And congratulations on your family marathon. Oh, that was a lovely day as well. So, well, we're running around. We're, we're very lucky to be in Hyde Park, which I was really, when I heard that this was going to be handy for you today, I was made up because I haven't run here for a while because it's not near my wife's work anymore. And, of course, it's just absolutely stunning, particularly... Your wife's work has moved, not the park. Personally. Yeah, the park's still here, but she's somewhere else. And she's got a nice park near there as well. Um, but this is, um, yeah, I mean, it's nice any day of the year, and it's about to be, we're on the cusp of May and June, so come on. The appreciation of spring. Uh, well, I want just a sort of general commentary on sort of seasonal changes and, uh, you know, the places you're running through. It's one of the lovely things about the podcast. <laughs> it's not, uh, you're not blind to your surroundings. No, but isn't it one of the lovely things about running? Yes, of course. Because, I mean, a lot of people talk about... We talk about the health benefits. You know, obviously it's good for your body, done right. We know now, both from experience and from study, that it's good for mental health. And fundamentally in life, moving your body is good for your physical and mental health. Yes. But it's not just that, it's moving your body in the world. As my late great-grandmother-in-law, um, Nana Lois McKenzie, um, had lots of very wise little phrases. Your and wife's one, grandmother? Yes. Lovely. And one of them was, was, if in doubt, go out. How nice. She's right. To have a, 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 any relationship at all with one's partner's grandparent. Yeah. Let alone, you know, have collected wisdom off them that stays with you. She was brilliant, yeah. And, and the thing is that with the nature of grandparents, uh, she was... Uh, well, she lived to a great age. She died at 99. <laughs> so we, she, you know, she, I, I... In no small part, thanks to her, you know, energetic... Go, if uh, if in doubt, go out. Yeah. <laughs> Stolid Scottishness. But also, yeah, from a grandparent point of view, my also beloved grandparents were, were long gone. You know, which is why I had that relationship, because she was she's the only grandparent I had for 20 years, you know. If in doubt, go out. So, and I've... I've uh, 
I, you know, I know it's very basic, but I don't think I've ever heard it expressed as crisply and rhymingly as that. Yeah. Little tunnel as we come to the serpentine. <laughs> it rhymes and echoes. Uh-huh. Coot on a nest. On your right. Coot on a nest. On your right. Okay. We, I feel like we haven't started. Sorry. No. <laughs> no, no. I was just, I was just, just once more agreeing with your late grandmother-in-law. Um, that I, uh, one of the things about being self-employed and doing stand-up, or not, well, uh, being uh, self-employed, which I am because I do stand-up, yeah. is... You do have, I would say less for me these days, and I was being a bit busy with the old sort of day writing job and also parenting, but particularly in my 20s, and still quite regularly, you have these slight sort of days where you rot a bit, and it's amazing how many mornings I'll get into a little bit of a rut um, of inefficiency and uh, self-laceration. Yes. And then you just leave, ideally for a run, but even just to go and get anything from the shops and you go yeah, outside yeah, yeah, yeah. and you're like it's, uh, just go outside <laughs> yeah and, and, and you know it's, 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 it's just a reset the, isn't it the shrinking sort of prison hey look let's uh, let's cross and do the path on the other side get, catch a bit of the grass next to those lovely deck chairs Very they nice. look nice don't they but they're not free so returning to your marathon okay. I'm constantly reminded to ask you about it because <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you I'm constantly reminded of while you cough. <laughs> you might have to say, and I'm sorry, a lovely hack at the end yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. I I From I a man who's anything but. If anything, I, I slightly oversold that. <laughs> I, uh, it's all texture. Um, uh, when I did um, this podcast uh, this time last year, uh, it was, you know, we'd both done the Brighton Marathon. Yep. And. Uh, and I talked almost. I talked about mine for the entirety of the podcast. <laughs> and that's it, not, you know. Of course, you know, you've got your, you've got your platform, your panting platform every week. But yeah. nonetheless, I think you're bad guesting. So I'll <laughs> talk about my all. marathon a bit. And I and not at all. Just for um, yeah, context. If you don't remember, or if you haven't listened to our last um, chat run, yeah, you'd just done. But were you about to do London? Or uh, no, so I didn't do London. So last year we both did Brighton. Oh, it was Brighton, Brighton we were talking about. And then about. what it teed up, and what I was so grateful for, and what I've not really, well, I've not had a, 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 a running podcast, um, uh, uh, running combo or tracks, um, to say thank you for is McHunt- your company and encouragement in Mahuntleth. Yeah. When I did the um, you most, most sort of thinly justifiable of, Ultra marathons, only slightly longer than a full marathon, but we're on a sort of um, repeating loop uh, around Powys, uh, yeah. basically around uh, uh, down at during the month comedy yeah. festival, and different friends and comics joined me uh, for different loops, and you came for uh, the final two loops. Yep. Um, brought fantastic energy, uh-uh. pure daring, um, <laughs> and we listened to some music, and we talked about that, and yes. it both, uh, it, you know, it, uh, empowered me and distracted me, and then and I listened back to it, and, and even got the lovely little moment, not that it was a hugely sort of, uh, you know, eventful um, or well-attended thing, but the moment when I arrived back in my hunter, yeah. and there's a little... Uh, a little smattering of cheers. Yeah. I'm quite moved listening back to that. A champagne party. And then you were doing your G- ultra in... Now, what are these we're looking at? Egyptian... That's an <laughs> Egyptian goose, Egyptian duck. Egyptian duck. And those are ducklings. I think. So you just get a classier young bird <laughs> in Hyde Park, don't you? The young birds here are pretty classy. I think someone's misunderstood me there. Are they quacking like an Egyptian? They're definitely... Yeah, they're just... just walk, walk like an Egyptian goose. Um, <laughs> and, and then you did um, uh, a 50k, a similar thing, well, this, uh, just uh, just a few weeks ago. Yeah, I suppose your um, uh, McHunkleth Ultra was uh, quite inspiring to me. No, 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 I'm not no, trying to claim that this way, it's kind I'm of just saying there's, a, there's, a, there's a, at least a sort of a mirroring there. It was, though, it was, because when you put it together like that, when you're somewhere beautiful in the country, Monty Magpie, and you're with friends and chatting, it's amazing the miles you can do. I mean, I didn't go very far at all that day, but we were doing longer than 10, weren't we? So mm. it was about, I probably did about half a marathon with you Yeah. on those two loops or, or something like that. About Well over 20K anyway, more like sort of 23, something like that. And uh, it just felt like nothing. And then running with you, there's also that, because you made it look very easy. That's very good. Get to asking you how you're feeling. You're like, yeah, I'm a bit tired. My legs hurt. I'm like, yeah, yeah, he looks all right. There's a moment in uh, 
one of our chats where you were pushing up the hill on the lane, you know, which will be for like the, the fifth time that day, you know. And all of us who were with you uh, <laughs> trying to keep up, and I was going, I've got, a qu- I've got a question. And you were like, Yeah, thanks for asking that. <laughs> Poor, um, oh, I'm sorry, I opened the Stuart Laws, who I dragged, smug. I was like, Come on, come around for another one. And on his second loop, he was like, Gee, my knees. Stuart Laws was, really was carrying an injury and doing quite an important bit of filming that night. Yeah. And he start, I think he started the run with us throughout the day, then went off and did some other festival business and then, yeah, re- rejoined Oop. the final couple of loops. There were y- y- you and Laws and my dearly beloved best friend Alex Keeley were three of the real uh, flag bearers? I don't know. Anyway, participants. Yeah. Pretty colder. So that was that. That was well, nice. Well, I missed it. I was there. I was there. Were, were you in Huxley at all this time? Uh, it was very smash and grab this year by comparison. Yeah. Um, drove up on the Sunday at lunchtime, did a show at lunchtime, uh, watched one other show. Uh, was it mine? Did you sneak in the I'm back? I'm afraid it was not. It was, a, it was, it was the one which was, I was very interested to see, but it also was conveniently straight after mine on the Sunday afternoon. Yeah. Adam Flood. It was very funny. And then uh, got back in my car, straight back to London. No marathons. Almost no socialising. Well. Not the way the festival's meant to be done at all. But yeah, I don't know. I think it's sort of half is and half isn't, isn't it? Because there's so much going on. And it's such a... Uh, it is a... Smash and grab is the phrase. Because I was there. I did two shows. I was there all day. My wife was there. We went to the seaside. The shows were great fun. That, see, that is what But it's it still feels like... Like when you see people. I didn't see you. But everyone I saw, like I remember seeing Rob Rouse... And it was like, oh, hi. And he was literally, you know, he didn't break stride. Right. <laughs> and I just thought, that's it. That's what you do. Because you're always rushing to get somewhere. It's always, there's a kind of joyous ships in the night feel to the whole thing. The only thing you can kind of rely on, which is kind of wonderful, is, uh, is audiences. You get to the gig and there they are. Yes. You're like, hello. Well, the nice thing about doing uh, Beat This, I guess, is that you get to spend, you know, an hour of quality and, you know, quite silly time. With, yeah. with what four people? Absolutely, and with the audience as well. And it, exactly, I mean, beat this. I, you know, have to put it together and rehearse it. But as you know, that's all content. That's all questions and stuff. Mm. In terms of the fun and the jamming and the what the show is, it's entirely uh, guest and audience generated. So yeah, it's a lovely. It's the perfect show to take into that situation. Exactly. That's the. That means you're actually landing in the community in one spot for an hour, which is a bit like, I suppose, one of the reasons we enjoyed accompanying you on a couple of loops of your uh, Ultra Quest. Well, I, you know, I suppose there's a... We're uh, on, we're on horse bit. Is this we, good for our... Yeah, I don't... Yeah, how are you trotters? Do you I need to be reshoed? I'm in my... No, I don't need to be reshot because I've been recently shot in some... And this is not a product placement. Although, I, I, they did get in touch on Instagram and I think I might, they might send me another pair. Okay. These, these Mizunos were bought with my own money nice. as my first ever carbon plate They're your shoes. Zunos. They're my Zunos now. <laughs> um, uh, although... I'm far from the most prominent Mizuno champion, Haruki Murakami. Oh, where's Mizuno? And that was what really got it over the line the for me. He talks about when he talks about running shoes. But exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That running commentary where you oh, come for yes. the Murakami paraphrase. You didn't comedy. really go for my crack like an Egyptian bit, but you were saving yourself. I was in the, the process of I was in the process of trying to get it and and basically uh, repeating it and then thinking, <laughs> "That's the joke I just did." Rob just he's already done that joke. So yeah, carbon plate, which actually um, these should these should be race shoes really, rather than uh, lovely sort of pot jog. Um, but yeah. I'm just enjoying them so much. Yeah, but if you're going to run around Hyde Park, you should be wearing their absolute top end stuff. Like the guy who ran past my house yesterday morning, wearing a. Uh, 250 pounds of Therapenny shoes. Wow! Like, you, 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 you were for race day for goodness sake. The funny thing is about certain carbon plated shoes, other than the ones you've got on is that they go plop, 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 plop when you run in them. Are you hearing mine doing that a no, bit more? No, not at all. Because Any they're apologies. not the brand to which I refer. Oh, I see. <laughs> a specific Rob's least favourite ploppers. <laughs> this guy doing sprints, look at that. Wow. Good Lord. Well, I'll tell you one thing I still haven't done, although I'm aware it's not literally just sprinting on your own in the park. Uh, I still haven't joined a running club. Right. I still haven't done any interval training. Yeah. My, all my running has basically been solo, and I did. Tr- I have tried this year to get a bit to, 
you know, be watching the pace that I run as I run because I, you know, I've tried to sort of build up my speed and my targets. But that thing which everyone, you know, speaks about positively to the point of evangelism about, you know, being part of a club with a group yeah. and and getting run ragged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm still yet to build into a sort of weekly routine, which again is tricky things about doing stand-up. Yeah, and of course, I think maybe it runs deeper that we do, we have to some extent chosen a uh, yes. jazzier life yes. than that which provides these weekday week slots that appear at the same time, mm. week in, week out. And uh, yeah, I absolutely, of course, like you say, we see the absolute magic of being in a running club, but I don't think it's something I would do either. I love running with other people, and it's been one of the great lessons of both running with Paul and running commentary in general, but that I wouldn't have done before because yes. I was hiding, hiding, mm. hiding in my headphones. But well, I, I wouldn't want it to be that formalized. But then I don't like my hard training to be that formalized. I always want to pretend to myself that I've almost started doing it by accident. Oh, me! running in the park really fast. I didn't mean to, it just happened. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that is the your, great lie of my life. How did your, I mean, obviously we'll cover this on the pod already, but yeah. how did your, you know, how did your Brighton compare to last year's Brighton that we both did? Uh, how did your Brighton compare to this year's London? Yes. Um, with, the, with, the, with the Welsh Ultra in the middle? Well, no, the no Ultra, Welsh Ultra after London. The Ultra was last, Sorry. that's right. Basically, it was a bit, there was an analogy I drew for the listeners. Um, about Denise Richards' character at the end of the world is not enough, right? Yes. And James Bond says, I'm going to go out of this um, submarine and swim up the side of it. And in exactly so and so amount of time, you've got to open this door and now I'm going to get back in. If you don't press that big red button, I drown. She says, yeah, I can do that. It's quite difficult. And then, in the time James Bond is out swimming up the side of the submarine, further action takes place, and the room with the red button in um, floods with frothing, um, rolling water, <laughs> making Denise Richards' challenge much harder. Yes. And that was what my run of marathons was like, really. Brighton was, was really lovely, felt strong, went well, specifically put to bed last year's Brighton when I was quite ill mm. and just sort of surviving it. A bit cooler this year as well. <laughs> yeah, and it, it was good in all kinds of ways. And then, uh, and then my life started to get much more difficult for domestic and soap opera style reasons, which was both emotionally draining yes. and physically um, time-consuming and tiring. I'm so by the time I got to well. London, I was like, ooh, Okay, quite pleased with London because I really hung in there. I basically ran the last leg of London um, on obstinacy. You know what I mean? It, the, just the carrying on running was a major success. But you had some luck I'm with the playlist. Take to be a fair. sudden pause. Of course. Hello. We've come to Park Sports Cafe. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. 
So, um, yeah, so that was London. And then uh, um, the Reckon Beacons uh, banner, Brickeni Ultra, was, it was obviously an absolutely immense challenge. And, um, but, and uh, I kind of knew theoretically that I could do it. I thought, I think I've got this by hook or by crook, you know. And then I had. But it's really interesting. Everyone's heard about that in quite, you know, granular detail. But the thing about you asking it now is I would say emotionally and physically uh, after a fashion that the London Marathon, the middle one was the hardest of the three because it was just against the odds. Mm. It was grinding against the gears of my life. And the, the bit of it being between runs was almost just the, just the tip of the iceberg, just the, just the mould for the metaphor there. Yes. Which ties in with something we were just saying is that I, maybe we see this, maybe it's easier for us, maybe we see it more clearly because of the freelancery. But, um, you know, when it comes down to it, runs, they've always got to fit in with what you're doing in your life. Mm-hmm. If your runs are all steady and you're always ready, the chances are you're not truly engaging with the rest of what the hell's going on. No, they do have to fit in. And they can't, I mean, obviously, training routines are very important and some people take it very seriously and that's, that's all part of it. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, r- runs... If one's lucky enough to, well, ideally live near any sort of nice open space, or if you're just having to run literally wherever you are, it can be fitted into... I, I, I'm always reflecting, Rob, yep. on how I'll think, well, I, don't have, I don't have time for a run. And, you know, of course, gearing up, stretching and charring, it adds, adds a little bit on each side. But the fact is, I will destroy 45 minutes on my phone. Yeah. Like that. Yeah, gone. And you go, that's, uh, and that's, that's the window. Yeah, and the other thing is, I think you and I were quite... I'm getting you right in front of the other Oh, yes, look at that. Look at that. And, and there's the... Uh, get me in front of the hall. Hello. Very nice. I've been on, I've been on there. You've been on there? No, I have not. I've nice. uh, watched a couple of lovely things. What, what, what have you done there? Um, I did... Uh, oh, I'll tell you what, they were charity gigs. I couldn't actually sell the place out on my own ticket. Very modest of you, Rob. <laughs> yeah. It's a Parkinson's event called Symphony, which was um, um, put together by Morgan Pochin, who do... Uh, they did the teaching celebrities to be conductors, and so it was comedy and with an orchestra, and it's just a lovely comedy music crossover. So who was so it's the largest venue conducting? that's ever seen the coffee song? And oh, wonderful! <laughs> James Morgan. So I've done um, who's uh, who lives with uh, early onset Parkinson's himself, see? and I, so I've done first time I did the, the coffee song in front of yeah thousands. Of people, it's a very special moment in my life, particularly as it's a sing along. <laughs> and then the second time, I did you know the jokes from seeing my set. One of them is based on Let It Go from Frozen. Oh, yes, and another one is uh, Live and Let Die. Yes, and I did both of those with the orchestra. Conkers, uh, <laughs> no, season. both summer gigs. That's ah. right. Next time, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're a man of admirable restraint. I'd say summer is close enough to say, hey, you know, enjoy the summer. Soon it'll be autumn. We all know what that means. <laughs> uh, 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 fantastic ability. Look, have you seen what's happening here? Uh, uh, it's some, well, it's called Gorilla Circus, and it's some sort of high ropes and swings. Yeah, someone's going for a trapeze lesson. Oh, wow. It's like Madagascar 3. You really are. One of my favourite films of all time. Is it? <laughs> but in, in a funny kind of way. Okay. I feel like you're overcompensating for not asking me about my Brighton Marathon last year. And I need to ask you right now to connect your fundraising challenge in McCunkland last year with this year's London Marathon. Um, well, uh, thank you, Rob. Um, <laughs> you I, have the floor. <laughs> um, I uh, continue to run uh, where possible and occasionally uh, do fundraising gigs where possible for the MS Society. Uh-huh. Uh, I, like you, run for, uh, run for a parent, my yeah. mum with MS. Uh, and uh, so they were doing a thing last year called the May 50K, which is why I thought I would try and do all 50K in a day at the start of May. Yep. And Beautiful. It also just rhymes a lot, doesn't it? It's very... It's, it's, it's a shame it's, we haven't got a tunnel to echo that <laughs> I think we'd be, we'd be stretching ourselves to go and seek out a tunnel just for that purpose. <laughs> um, the... Uh, and then as well as doing... having a kickboxing lesson. I thought she was just kicking that man. This year... I, 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 I was very excited to get a bit more of my family involved. Uh... Because my uh, so it's a lovely park, Hyde Park, 
But there is a bit of canine menace to it. Yes. Have a more. That was a dog attacking, well, attacking, running after and barking at someone on the bike. And yeah. as you say, it And who you support there, it very much depends what team you're on life wise. That's right. And there's two, a couple of. Dobermans. Hey, serious dogs here. <laughs> Gentleman walking a black Alsatian, a Rottweiler, and a Doberman Pinscher. And what I did. They're all do, on short leads. I, I, you were closer, and I didn't really create the space for you to run away from them. I sort of like boxed you in. <laughs> so, you know, Wait, was I briefly a human shield? <laughs> I noticed that the more clued up cyclists have got those thick bits of uh, like <laughs> polystyrene and cloth on their forearms. Yeah, yeah. Just let it bite you there. So um, it would be good, undeniably good numbers for the pod, though, wouldn't it, Rob? If you were mauled <laughs> mid-episode, <laughs> yeah, that was, that was the only thing that could match the one where I lost Paul's phone. <laughs> um, so I, um, uh, I've got a, I've got a brother who um, has, uh, uh, does a lot of sport, but has never done a marathon, but has always older, younger. He's, he's four years younger, and but his general sort of fitness suggests that he, like me, and again, we, you know, we are lucky as a family in this regard that. Would be, he would probably be able to turn his hand to long distance running yeah. without too much trouble. Um, and so he did the marathon with me this year. Yeah. And that was Lovely. a joy. I think we probably could have maxed out uh, the joy of it a bit more. We, we are reluctant to sleep on each other's sofas. <laughs> meant that we didn't uh, stay together the night before. Yeah. And then because of the faff of the trains and our different starting points, we didn't even meet up for a hug before starting. Right, Which right. is a bit of a shame. But when we, did you meet? Did you meet on the start we did, line? We, no, we met midway through the run, which was quite oh, fun. Uh, well, there's something beautiful about yeah, that. Yeah, that that, and that was a huge boost for me. We hadn't really... I'd lost track completely. My, my, given that I had prepared for this marathon so much more um, than, uh, than any that I've done before, which is not saying a huge amount, but no. I was very keen to, and I'm delighted to say that I succeeded in following it in the footsteps of, uh, you know, priests of this parish, Paul uh, Tonkinson, yep. um, and managed to do it in just under three hours. Because last year, keen listeners will know that you simultaneously got a stupendous time. Was it 3.10? Uh, it broke and I got 3.22. 3.22. Without and, uh, too much training. Yeah, so he hadn't really I, trained. I, he just turned up and got 3.22. So you thought, if I bottle this and do some sensible training, I mean, it could have gone the other way if you did it wrong. Yeah. You could lose the naivety, the freshness that got you that. Oh, I'm powered by naivety. Please, let me hold on to the last remaining shreds of my naivety. Naivety is a wonderful thing. The ingenue of the marathon I'm get, scene. There you are now in front oh, of the round pond. The round pond. I mean, there are... <laughs> Like, palace behind it's me. It's got to be one of the best ponds. Yeah, but possibly not one of the most excitingly named. No. Um, but it, but it, but it, but it, but it, it is round. Um, so, yeah, sorry. So I, they, I threw it away. You got, and you did it. You, you got sub three. What was your time, actually? 2.59, you know, 19 or something. Wow. A little bit of leeway. And how many seconds? But 19, I think. Isn't that, isn't that exactly the time that Paul got? I think, and I, listen, I'm, I was, uh, you know, I was, I was considering myself right up until sort of, you know, thinking about his book and his mantras and stuff during the race. Yeah. I was following in his footsteps. The aim was not to, to get a few seconds on him. I think I did it a, t- a tiny bit faster than him. Yeah. But I mean, but you it's know, so like two seconds. If, you, if your time begins with two, you're not worrying about who got the faster 259. Are you poisoning him? Is uh, that why you're here and not him? <laughs> Best of luck to you, Paul. <laughs> Maybe. Wow. Um, um, so, but, no, you, so you were reading his book. What was your, let's, okay, wind it back. I want to see this. First of all, what was your training? And then secondly, what happened on the day? My training, as I said, it was better than previous, but it was still a bitch all over the shop. Yeah. And my brother shamed me a bit, actually, because he took it quite seriously. And he was doing his long run every week at the same sort of time. Yeah. Uh, and um, my thing was that I... I, you know, I some very fun stuff in Paul's book about uh, about abstinence, um, about uh, you know, I'm, I'm not as much. A, I'm remembering a breakfast buffet. Uh, the, the breakfast buffet, and and these lovely, uh, uh, you know, pictures Paul paints of of you know sliding into odd bins of a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> yeah. um, and I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not actually, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not a big wine, uh, wine drinker yet. I'm sure it'll come. Um, but it's it's instant headache for me. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, you know. Uh, no, but it's amazing in terms of what we were saying about not being able to fit into a schedule. It's how regularly Paul and 
I, more and more, find time to regularly drink much too much right. on Sunday. Yes, it's a, it's, it's a lovely day for it. And again, yeah. it's, a, the, 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 it, it's painted as a lovely marital project uh, with Paul. <laughs> I love all of it. Yeah. But no, it's a lot of the books about giving up the, giving up the wine and the biscuits. Yeah. And I, I'm a big snacker and, um, and I don't... Uh, and I, and, I, and I drink ale and occasionally rum and I, uh, <laughs> no and I don't there. sleep enough. Uh, no, well, of course, headaches, but, you know, in a, in a slightly sort of um, less sort of depressingly instant way. Yeah. And I, uh, so I tried to get rid of all of that. I did dry January, which ended up being dry sort of everything until April. Impressive. And, and actually, I thought you could say it ended up being three days. It ended up being three months. No, uh, you're pretty much four till the marathon. But, wow. And that was my... You know, and I probably, um, uh, I did a lot more running than usual. I fitted in some lovely, I get a bit like in your book when you talk about running when you're on tour. I was, I was, um, I was up in uh, Harrogate one week uh, where one of my best friends in his family lives and he recommended a couple of reservoirs. I think they're called Fuston and Swinsty. And nice. I had a brilliant run around those. Yeah. And a slightly less picturesque long run around Darlington, my longest run. <laughs> uh, your longest, uh, how long was your longest run? Uh, I think that was about 20 miles. Yeah. Um, well, there's some good old uh, so I was, you know, I was side old highways around Darlington. Didn't do any yeah, of I'm did. afraid I didn't locate any of them. Um, I was running along uh, main roads. Yeah. Uh, I... Uh, Getting yourself ready for the London uh, pollution levels. That's exactly right. Yeah, Although yeah. Darlington, you can't, you can't d- d- dream of matching us for poverty. <laughs> yeah, we got the best. <laughs> <laughs> We're filth. Filth HQ. <laughs> so, um... Filth HQ, that was a tough gig. <laughs> we playing that one. <laughs> the only one blue. The late show at Filth HQ. <laughs> yeah. Come for the blue at Filth HQ. <laughs> we, um... Uh, but actually, what I, I, I wondered as well about, I mean, this is not a, um, you know, a po- po- podcast about, uh, about abstinence and people speak very eloquently and interestingly and with much more uh, sort of serious journeys than mine. But I thought, oh, well, maybe that will be good because as well as, you know, helping sort of, you know, generally make me feel like I'm committed to the run, you know, less cloudy heads in the mornings and a bit more sort of, um, uh, uh, you know, um, just a bit more sort of clarity. Yeah. Truth be told... Um, as someone who's lucky never to, you know, thus far, sort of tipped over the edge into it being sort of just too much of a regular thing or a heavy thing. Yeah. I love, you know, having one or two. Yeah. Uh, and it's, uh, you know, and it's a big lubricant in my life. Yeah, I agree. And I didn't enjoy, um, uh, it wasn't just the sole factor. I was working hard and, you know, feeling a bit stressed in the winter, but I didn't really enjoy um, uh, um, much of Q1 because there were no sort of releases of various pressures. Yeah, um, yeah. I felt much more self-conscious and anxious at social events. <laughs> Something to, you know, put, perhaps read into more elsewhere. But so actually my motivation No, but I day, think that's societal history, isn't it? We are, as a species, um, something... I, I don't, I'm not sure that civilization, civilization would exist as it does without um, intoxicants. Yes. Because it, that's what they are. They're social lubricants. You know, they, they, would anyone have ever sat down and said anything other than get more food, work hard? Um, if they hadn't, you know, licked a frog or fermented some hops or whatever the hell people did thousands of years ago. That's what led to them going, yeah, you know, we always hunt, but I never get to know the real you. <laughs> oh man! Well, I didn't lick a I didn't lick a frog for four months. And, uh, <laughs> that must have been tough. It was tough, and I, everything looked completely normal. <laughs> <laughs> I did the London Marathon entirely without visuals, <laughs> and it was a great day. <laughs> Wasn't a great day for the people around me. It was an absolute nightmare for them. Um, so my and it, you know, Paul. Sorry to keep talking about Paul's book. I just it's he, all right. he, he you know he it's he, he goes he goes deep and dark. That's a real um, story for his uh, for his motivation. Yeah, mine was kind of because for all of that prep, I had missed. I hadn't really actually worked out how I was going to time myself or keep out. You know, not the apps on my phone, but I didn't get a watch. And then yep. I thought, well, maybe I'll just have the apps on my phone, and th- that will just tell me in my ears. And I pretty much know my pace now, and I know what the pace needs to be. And maybe Good. I'll see a pacer, and I'll follow them. Yep. You know, I'll be fine. But <laughs> then, a bit slow on the morning to get there. The some people, some people listening think, it sounds good. And other people listening think, what? Exactly. <laughs> well, particularly when it's like, it was the defining event of my year. And yeah. I'd made not insignificant changes 
changes to my life to accommodate it. And yeah. then it's like, what? And I'm just going to wing it time-wise. Yes. And it was raining, Chasing so I couldn't look at my phone. I was like, sort of, you know when you're trying to sort of unlock your phone, but it's raining and the screen doesn't work. Like, yeah, yeah. What, what am I do- how am I doing this now <laughs> after everything else? Yep, yep. And I started late, so I, you know, I obviously, it doesn't affect your, uh, your time, but... You, you, the pace is you've got no idea what you're really aiming yeah, for. Yeah, yeah, right. And that was how I ended up meeting my brother midway through. So how me. long did it take you to get over the start line? Uh, I, th- I started at 10.15. Right. Um, and then also, you know, you, you, you're always going to be weaving in the first few uh, miles of a big urban marathon. Yeah. But there's that slight thing of, again, you're just sort of weaving around so many people and people who most of them surely aren't aiming to do it in three hours so t- by definition even if they might be faster than you then they're, they're, you're sort of so conscious that like I'm losing time already yeah, and yeah, I yeah, mess yeah, this yeah. up and <laughs> so I was, I was quite livid with myself and then I actually had sort of given up on the sub three uh, uh, and thought well let's just tr- try and enjoy it and then Felt but myself act. getting faster around the middle, and then um, was Just able the to. Just moment we're passing where we started. Yes. You happy to run on? Of course. Great. Um, uh, I um, got, started to feel faster. Did a few calculations and realised that it might still be possible. And actually, one of those classic things is that Starting you know while slow, we wrestle with our bodies, sorry, while we wrestle with our uh, front brain, our uh, egos. Our bodies can just be getting on with it. So exactly the moment thrilled. where you're getting all angry, thinking I've done this all wrong. The situation was keep it holding you back a little bit. I've never felt so much. I, the thing I love about every sort of medium to long run, the point where I'm sure you'll be blessed with all sorts of technical and scientific language. This, but I always just say when your body knows it's doing a long run. Yeah, yeah. And it's like the first, the, the second five kilometres are actually much easier than the first five. Yeah, yeah. Of yeah. course, you know the last five of the 42. Oh, but uh, or whatever the last ten or, but yeah. So that middle was suddenly great, and then it's the physical reality of that thing we always say about how all that worrying, all that thinking you do, mm-hmm. you're gonna. By the time you get to the meat of the run, that it's too late. You've done. You've done. Or you've you've done all that thinking. Yeah, and it starts to fall off you a bit. Yeah, and then my motivation, uh, that's channeled a few different frustrations into it. But one of them was just thinking. You've you've told so many people yeah. about this. Of course, you've caveated the sub three thing constantly because it's quite arrogant to be like my fastest ever marathon is three seventeen. I'm going to do sub three. It may just not be possible at all. Yeah. And you've emphasised that. But nonetheless, you've told people that's your aim. You've made changes to your life. You've not really felt any better for it. You felt worse for it. Yeah, you did them on and principle. And now you sort of started late, and you're just going to just muff it on the day. <laughs> you know, before Timely you even hit the wall or muff. anything. Oh, you yeah. muffed it. <laughs> <laughs> that was a big one in the Graham house growing up. <laughs> yeah. Mess was guff and failure was muff. That's so funny because I, I was gigging with Jenny Collier the other day who uh, talks in her set about guffs. Yeah. It's just something. Gu- I think she's got the expression, a guff in the bay. Yeah. <laughs> which is absolutely, and that's, that's not it's a reference beautiful. to having lots of mess in And what the great thing is, is just saying guff is so, you know, it's genius. It's inherently, it's just obviously funny. Yeah. And she was talking about a gig she did recently for... English is a second language audience, just didn't know the word guff. She's like, well, this is it. You know, it's like, it's like turning up for a race without your shoes. It's like, well, first of all, take it as read that the word guff is inherently hilarious. And then we can all move on. Anyway, guffs and muffs. I think it's, it's well, I wish I'd known that when I was eight and I said guff in front of my class at school. <laughs> and, uh, and, and everyone had a, a, a comedy, good old laugh. The comedy career was <laughs> accidentally begun. Yeah, well, that's how it works, isn't it? Uh, short-term humiliation, yep. long-term ambition. Hey, I was compared to Chief Wickham, Wiggum, much to my chagrin before I started claiming it as my own joke. Uh, and um, and, and do, you, do, you lean, do you lean more into the Wiggum? Do you, do you see him as, a, uh, as an impressive man? <laughs> well, I'll put it this way. I used to happily make the comparison on stage, but I put a lot of work into looking a lot less like him over time. <laughs> I, um, I, uh, on a <laughs> I just remember um, um, the uh, a scientist guy <laughs> says, this is a t- triangle. And Chief Wickham says, well, slow down there, egghead. <laughs> <laughs> On the uh, loosely related topic of donuts, um, Alex Keeley and I, Donut. whenever we uh, uh, basically have the loosest justification for it, we'll buy Krispy Kremes, um, whether we've just done a sort of show together and we're sort of a service station at two o'clock in the morning. If it's a day with a Y in it. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> if, it's, if the sun's shining, if it's hey, raining, yeah. it's grey. 
What are we whistling, Rob? Egyptians. Oh, for God's sake. Those ducks are Egyptians. Even if you think... The weird thing is, I know they're Egyptian, but I don't know if they're ducks or geese. Egyptian somethings. I think... Um, I wonder... I mean, I feel much more settled in doing this podcast with you and sort of running and, walk and, and talking. I think I'll be on maybe sort of guest appearance five when I start to feel confident enough to bring wildlife-based observations to the table. <laughs> um, some well, way off. Don't, I wouldn't worry about it because you know that Paul's never seen it as any kind of an assisting. Right. <laughs> <laughs> On the contrary, that when I do my wildlife observations, he gives a distinct impression of waiting. Oh, right. <laughs> Just waiting for it to stop. <laughs> well, <laughs> as our listeners, I was going to say, I think, you know, it sounds bad. It sounds like I'm, I'm bitching, but people who listen to the podcast can hear this clearly. <laughs> my, um, my brother's aim... Uh, for his first marathon was to do it faster than I'd done mine first one which was 3.17 yeah. and he did it in 3.14 so when fantastically you impressive so we both achieved our aims absolutely huge and when did you how far in were you and where were you in your story when you saw him um, I'd say about sort of 20 miles in so great wow, time okay, yeah, for an yeah. emotional boost and I just yep. see my parents at the side of the road as well yep. and uh, tried to hug my dad and he shoved me back into the road which is very much the, uh, <laughs> that's the relationship well, I, I'm looking at this trying to read out the subtext on that story yeah. but it's too much it's too much here go for the short term subtext of dad thinking that my time is most important rather than the sort of longer term subtext of you know physical awkwardness get away from me and achieve <laughs> <laughs> I sent you away at seven so that you wouldn't want these hugs. <laughs> he, uh, so my brother, and again, we couldn't really work out like why. I, was, I said to my brother, I think, I think we're on course for sub three. And my brother said, no, I, don't, I don't think I am. And of course, he'd, he'd actually started earlier than me. So it was a bit, it was a bit confusing that. Um, I really would. It's such basic advice, but, but have whatever systems you need in place to know what the time what, is. What, what, what the time is. <laughs> because mine eventually became, well, I started at 10.15, so I need to finish by 12.15. And so, you know, yeah. roughly working backwards from there in sort of But isn't just it great that you minute. actually literally, if my experience is any comparison with yours, you start, there is a kind of connection between that lostness and the difficulty of the marathon and the absolute, well, not for everyone, but, you know, when you make it, the inevitability of the finish line. And in London, that's connected literally with Big Ben. Yeah, I So know. you're getting more and more bewildered and confused around 23 miles. But you're like, but I think... I must be in there because men. And if there's... And then you see the clock and you're like, yeah, and it's about... And I need to, you know... So now instead of going... I mean, other runners are going, this is ridiculous. Just get a watch, guys. But... You know, it becomes this kind of loose, Who needs spongy a clock. It's when about you've got the most famous clock in the world. Sort of a mile, and I've sort of got a quarter of an hour. Yeah. And I sort of don't think I can make it at all, but I sort of think I can put one foot in front of the other and get there. And this is what leads to times that finish in 59. Because oh, that's well, what we both got. Yeah, well, um, maybe, <laughs> may, and that's all, that's all we need to say on the subject. I yeah, think yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to reverse engineer it like that. It's, it's got a lovely accidental poetry to it, but fundamentally I, I, I'm keen to make my life more organized rather than more sort of poetically disorganized yeah. because a lot of my you know, friends and collaborators don't, don't see the poetry in it. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, they're well within their rights yeah, not what to. What we see is uh, poetically... Uh, <laughs> well, what you see is you waiting on a bench outside the cafe for 10, 15 minutes after our <laughs> pre-arranged time. After a number of um, after a number quite of text useful text conversations yeah, that just yeah. ended, it just didn't end. Yes, no, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry for that as well. I am... Um, uh, is this what you're telling me? You're telling me that you're not a deal closer? Is no, that what I, it no, is? No, 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 not in the slightest. I, I like to leave every sort of... Um, Decision, <laughs> floating in the ether for as long as possible, and it's cool. and it's uh, no, it's I mean it's it's a it's uh, it's it's ridiculous, and we um, I've started doing. I'll just launch quickly into another side topic. Um, There's no, there are no side topics. We want doing it all. A pod, uh, much much like you've been doing for many years, doing a podcast about one of my primary passions with one of my best friends, my best friend, Alex Keeley. Um, we uh, we both go to a lot of live music together. Yep. So we've started doing a podcast, a hugely, I'd say even more labour intensive than you know popping on mics for your runs a, a podcast where we go to gigs with guests yeah. and then we meet up so it requires a second meeting with the guests so we meet up a sort of few days or weeks later and yeah. talk about the gig and just a general sort of music going experiences and, and that's the podcast Geek Picks yeah. but it's meant that I have had for the last few months 
a sort of regular working relationship, which through lack of real competition is one of the most sort of regular <laughs> gigs, bracket pigs, that I've, um, I've ever had. And even that, you know, the admin of that, you start to, you realize so quickly, well, he, he does quite a lot more it than I do, and yeah. I fall short in these ways. And, you know, we went to a gig, we went to watch a fantastic Canadian indie band called Always last night, spelled Always. Um, and I was... Oh, when you say spelled with a V? With two Vs. Oh, OK. Um, very cool. But, but, but more importantly, very melodic and moving. Yeah. But, uh, so you didn't give him two Vs at the end of the night? No, 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 Vs were flicked. It would have been an astonishing decision. Yeah. We went to see Limp Biscuit a couple of weeks ago. The, the Vs might have been flicked there. But less but relevant... Story-wise, less re- well. I, I, I'm, arguably, none of this is hugely relevant, but obviously, we've shared so many lovely musical things. That's right. Um, I thought of you when I saw um, PSV at Choxy last year. Oh, really? Yeah. What a treat! Yeah. I um, I haven't topped up my PSB uh, for the last couple That's of years. That's so a public service broadcaster rather than Pet Shop Boys. Yes. Guys. Although, you know, when I saw the Pet Shop Boys last year yeah. at Glastonbury, and it was a joy. I although, I think, uh, you know, from a point of view of being, you know. Um, Touching the nose of history. Uh, <laughs> I should have been watching Kendrick Lamar on the main stage. Oh, touching yeah. the nose of history. I know. It's, I, no, I can't even work out which two expressions I'm sort of um, trying to mix there, but there we go. Yeah, it sounds like I've heard, I think I've heard a phrase, but I thought it was more to do with how you serve a chicken. <laughs> uh, and I enjoyed and your. You, you're also making me think of dogs. I touched the wet nose of history and yeah, then maybe scratched that, it that's a, the ears. That's a bit closer, but anyway, it's not language that should be anywhere near <laughs> the, discre- the sort of reverence of watching Kendrick Lamar at Glastonbury. Anyway. But isn't there something wonderful and, and, and more common than people admit to about opting not to see the big gig at the festival? You know, so yeah, I didn't go... Go, so let's have some Sunday at cheese by some of the fine, finest uh, cheesemakers in the business. Uh, yeah, no, no, the Petrol Boys are absolutely Yeah, but don't cut off the nose of the brie. <laughs> His nose is the front and centre. <laughs> he'll always find a link. If you give Deering enough ingredients, he'll bake a dish pretty quickly. Uh, they, um, they wouldn't... Um, Pet Shop Boys tracks are always a welcome addition to any running playlist, I would say. Yep. I've dropped one of my headphones. But the... Um, I really enjoyed that your London playlist started with everything in its right place. Yeah. We're, we're actually doing an episode of our podcast, which, by the way, I was going to say, I'd love to go to a gig with you at some point. Yeah, let's play. Yeah, but, that's um, a big yes for me. They, uh, we, do, we, we went to see a night of jazz covers of Kid A, yeah. which was, you know, putting the furthest into sort of self-parodying, sort of... Uh, Awkward white boy territory, I think we've ever got. <laughs> yeah. you know, Radiohead aren't on tour, but my God, we're still going to get our Radiohead yeah, episode in somehow. I've got a jazz somehow. trio cover of Paranoid Android on one of my playlists. Oh, really? Which is uh, it's pretty special, but yeah. I'm not sure I could have run to everything in its right place, jazz or original. I think that everything in its right place, I think that was part of the trigger of my uh, um, doing the These Are My Random Songs version of the Running Church Radio again, because there's something... That is like a, what am I trying to say here? It's a, uh, it's a flag I would wave mm. for how I feel about running music because the it, one instinctively would say, well, that's a fairly experimental bit of Radiohead. Surely that's not ideal running music. But actually, it sounds amazing in headphones. Yeah, it's, it's got a propulsive forward motion. And, it, and even at a kind of... Uh, emotional level it's kind of is it positive and life enhancing or is it a little bit kind of difficult and paranoid and these are all it's perfect running music and it's always good if you if you're listening to it at that point in the marathon where a volunteer passes you a lemon to suck on yeah uh, yeah and you say to yes, yesterday i was sucking on lemons <laughs> yesterday i was sucking on lemons yesterday i was sucking on lemons <laughs> I, uh, well, you've, you've uh, made a fantastic case for it. Um, and it also featured uh, the Hot Chip cover of Dancing in the Dark, which is oh, an all-timer for me. What an incredible song that is. And, and, uh, you know, the my favourite band covering very, one of my favourite songs. I very, romantic about that song. It's, and it's not, it's not really in there. I think the first time I heard it, I must, for some reason, have been thinking about my wife. And when I hear it now, I think, oh, there she is. Oh, that's it's not, it's, I don't know how that happened. But Whereas it, I feel the reality of having done as many marathons as you have is that your wife stopped turning up to watch long ago. <laughs> no, you know, you, you've obviously heard it, but that moment when you see someone in London Marathon is so key. Mm. Seeing her at the same moment as 
claiming an isotonic drink and drinking it and throwing the cup into the bin, the James Bond style, and her going, hi, and giving me a hug, oh, which yes. she welcomed me for, and there was no, no, no push. No. I've, I've always said that your relationship with your wife is much stronger than my relationship with my father. That's yeah. why I envy you. <laughs> that, and that's the comparison, the key comparison for both of us, I think. <laughs> but, um, and, uh, but yeah, it was... Uh, and then, of course, the next song then was Rock and Roll by Led Zeppelin. Oh, yes. so. Is that more on the nose? Here's another question for you about um, uh, listening to music. And obviously, you know, you have... Uh, uh, that sound know. all around us, by the way. Starlings. I mean, again, just to be, to be able to be certain of that, it's, it's, just, it's, another, it's another world knowledge-wise for me, but thank you. Um, thank you for educating me. Do you... And again, obviously, you wouldn't be... You wouldn't be hearing any, well, not even probably hear any starlings over the noise at a marathon. But when you've got your headphones in, and I saved, there was a particular DJ set. I've decided in recent months, my favourite genre is Italo disco. Nice. Pure yep. cheese. Is um, that where the birth of Italo house is where we, the way to pin it down is stomping on a piano. It's exactly those sort of housey pianos. Yeah. And a bit of overlap with bands like the Pet Shop Boys and stuff. Oh, yeah. But I, uh, so there was a DJ set for someone called Palms Tracks that I thought, I'm going to have that somewhere near the dogs, the Isle of Dogs. And that's going to that's gonna lift me up. And, it, and it, was, it, it, it came through exactly as hoped. Yeah. But what you sacrifice is obviously, you know, the joy and the encouragement to the crowd and also the possibility that you might miss either someone you've prearranged to sort of wave out or have an attempt to hug with. Or even, you know, we're... we're, we're we're, we're, we're public-facing runners. Yeah, we chronicle yeah. our experiences on podcasts. You know, it, 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 it'd be nice then if, should anyone who listens to any of those be there to cheer on, if you weren't just completely locked in your own yeah. private musical. Well, I think there's two, two things about that. Again, this is a classic deer manoeuvre. Well, two things. Yeah, please. Talks for ten straight minutes. Um, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> sorry, I'm listeners. Not, I'm not guilt-free on that subject myself. <laughs> the, here are my two things about that. I think I'm definitely... Um, guilty of missing people on uh, on runs. I missed my family once, and had to phone them up and say, "I think I've gone past you." Um, well, people in my family say that in, in, in a very different context. <laughs> I missed my family once, but, uh, but, but no, well, it was a passing <laughs> feeling, and I haven't experienced it again. We're crossing again here. We're gonna. We've, what we've done up? is we're looping the park and the serpentine. So we started by following the serpentine to its base crossed it and then completed the loop of the park, passed our start point and followed the boundary of the park to the same place and now we'll follow the serpentine back mm. to our start point. It's a great route. I'll enjoy looking at the route because it's been one of the things where I've been lost in, the, in, your, in, your, in your company and obviously trusting in your direction of it. If you ask me to draw on a map the sort of route we've taken. Yeah. I don't, I don't, That's I don't the magic of Mountain Ultra. The other guy, again, I've told this story so people have heard it, but there was a guy up there. It was in cloud. He'd never been there before. Um, and he just got down at the end of the day and said, I, I don't know where we just were. I don't know where I've been. Yeah, which, you know, <laughs> it's a, a lovely testament to yeah. the transcendence of a run, but it There's is a also poetic, a bit what, of a what you say, poetic uselessness to it? Yeah, yeah. I don't think that's quite what you said. Uh, I think po poetic was in there, uh, <laughs> even though it being far less than an important or truthful word. Um, so the first thing was that yeah, you, yeah, missed, okay. you, you missed your family once. Yeah, I think that sometimes I do miss people, but I believe... Um, uh, you could call me out on this, but I believe that that's more likely to be a, um, a symptom of my frame of mind at that mm. moment than actually being not hearing them because I've the got tubes. headphones on. Yep. And I would say, so that's one. So, like, for example, I think in this London Marathon, can I was quite... you, Rob? Yeah, do it. Um, for the we can even stop if you like. Well, you know, with the serpentine and the pedalo, so I'm, I'm interrupting this. your point, but I'm conscious that if I'm in all the photos... What kind, of a, what kind of a pod art will oh, that I've be? Oh, I've taken quite a few of myself. I don't want to worry about that. Excellent. Me and you while we're here. I'm getting the post you've got to. Excellent. Um, yeah, I think that this London just gone, I don't think I missed anyone. Lots of times people shout at you when you're just passing. And you look back, you know, someone near the end saw me and said, I don't think you saw me. And that's because... I heard and saw them just as I passed yeah, exactly. them. You can't and my response to them was like this. So they might not have seen right. that. It's just one kind of flapping hand seen from the back. But basically, I would say, in my case, I'm almost more likely to engage with passers-by and things that are going on if I'm listening to music because it quiets 
my unhelpful thoughts oh. and keeps me up in the world. Um, I'm not sure that's true for everyone else, but Rob, I think that's um, uh, as as someone always keen to put a couple of mufflers on those uh, thought patterns myself. That's 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 all the justification I need. Yeah. Fire up the music. So my dad did this. I'm desperately stringing together these strands. Um, uh, As the rope maker once said. I, uh, well, I hope he wasn't too desperate about it. It's his, his, his trade, or or, no, or her, and I, I, that's, that's pretty bad form from me. Oh, he was I so guess, sexist about the, rope about the rope makers. I think remember when I said about there were no tangents. I'll take it back. Me texting you later saying, Rob, can we cut cut my rope maker based sexism out? Of the <laughs> My dad, so as well as me and my brother doing this uh, marathon, we did this sort of family day at um, a properly organized, you know, chips and chip times and finish lines. Yep. But, you know, a slightly more casual thing in Victoria Park. Yep. You know, one of those ones, I think it's called a run-through event day. Oh, where yeah. I took a photo of you back there by, by the um, bandstand and I did a 10K here in High Park. Oh, great. On that very and, spot. and were they offering five, you know, different yeah. lengths? So yeah, you could, and I think about maybe a thousand, couple of thousand people did either five or ten or a half marathon. Yep. So my brother did the half marathon, preparing for the marathon uh, a couple of weeks later. My dad did the half marathon, which, and he's the one who got us all into running, and he's he's in great shape. How old but is he? He's never he's uh, 62. Yeah. He's never done a half marathon, and was quite um, sweetly quite sort of anxious about it. And actually, even my aunt, my my aunt said, oh, "Are you sure you should be making your your, your father do this? You know, what if?" Can't, you know what if you know what if what if it doesn't go quite as well as you hope it will? Yeah. I sort of thought. I, I mean, of course it's a risk, but you know, if you basically if, if you run 10k regularly, yeah. and you're you know, panting at the end, but you're fine, then you probably can do a half marathon, and yeah. it will be hard at the end. But that's sort of the point. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My dad did it fantastically, and I hope we'll do more together. Um, he was obsessed with his playlist. He was obsessed. Perhaps you can talk him out of this indirectly in the same way you've talked me out of feeling guilty about listening to music at all. Yeah. Obsessed with BPM. Right. And he loves organising his music collection yeah. via you know, any, any new categorization which allows him to go and spend time with his CDs. is uh, a happy justification. But with this one, oh, I can't remember the BPM. Yeah, but basically but it's obsessed, BPM. 120 maybe. Uh, yeah. And he was telling anyone who'd listen about, about this playlist. And it meant, you know... <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine telling anyone who'd listen about your playlist <laughs> is describing own life. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's, uh, I think we, bo we both need to hold our hands up there. <laughs> um, but uh, So he didn't. He listened to quite an odd mix of stuff. He had four songs by the band Editors, who I'm you know, very yeah, fond yeah. of, but yeah, I think purely by dint of the fact that they, they, all, they were pretty nicely within the BPM wheelhouse. Yeah, yeah. So he was there very much in his own private... 120 BPM yeah. editorial space. I would say, I would say, you know, it's fundamentally not just listening to music for different reasons, but listening to music probably at a different level, using different pathways of the brain. Yes, than, than I would be. Well, you, 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 I don't think I could go. Maybe it will come with doing more marathons and just wanting to have new sort of ways of experiencing it. But for me, I like the control. Uh, I think randomising it on the big day. It, brilliant, but I, you know, I knew what I wanted to listen to and what yeah, I wanted yeah. to bail me out at certain points, and that's and I think I'd, I'd struggle to abandon that. Completely. I think if I did that, I, w I would never have done that, so I don't have to fight to not yes, do that. Yes, okay, because I'm more more Egyptian. You're a shuffler, goose babies. I'm not sure I can look at another bloody Egyptian goose. They've lost all their me. Little idiots. So they did I, um, that. My sister did um, uh, five, and she ended up doing ten k on the day, and then I. And I've talked right over you there, Rob. No, no. I'm, I'm getting to the last part of my agenda, but I, it has occurred to me that I'd, I'd love, so cynically, to use this as a bit of a call-out because I, I'm looking for sort of advice. I, um, I pushed my mum in a... not Into just a not her wheelchair. Yeah, yeah. Oh. That, that was how I sort of, uh, you know, cheered everyone up at the start of the day. <laughs> uh, um, a bit of physical comedy to start us off. <laughs> um, she was... And I pushed her into a lake in such a fancy wheelchair as well. They were not happy to be at teleshop. So you're looking to ro raise some money to... <laughs> Yeah, to pay this back is one of those times people. we have to say something that rhymes. Um, uh, uh, <laughs> my mum's in a chair. Uh, Too late. Uh, she, yeah. <laughs> and you know what? I, I, was, I was struggling to sort of um, complete that both rhymingly and, and sort of tonally. Yeah. So there we go. <laughs> uh, um, she... Uh, so with these, uh, this company called Delishon, and I think we're going to get one if we're going to do more of this, but they lent this lovely sports uh, wheelchair. Yeah. So I pushed that, and I, I, I didn't... 
do it much slower, the half marathon, than I think I would have done otherwise, because it's just so, it's such a smooth race. And my mum, you know, enjoyed the atmosphere and yeah, was able to, you know, she, did, she did the wordle. And, uh, <laughs> you know. On the way around. And, and we've sort of, because you're doing several loops, yeah. we passed my, you know, passed all the other members of the family bit, and that was fun. And it was such a, such a great thing. This is the in Victoria Park. Exactly. Yeah. Was, um, I did a half marathon pushing mum. And so now it's just, uh, particularly having now ticked off my sub three, uh, my, my, my mumless goal, um, yeah. I now want to do a marathon with mum. Oh, that's a great idea. But I did see, I wasn't sort of looking out too much for it, but I passed someone on the London Marathon who was pushing someone in a sports wheelchair, not unlike that one. And the thing about London is it's so crowded. Yeah. And it looked just very stressful. They were sort of barking as respectfully as they could at people around them to be like, careful, yeah, careful, 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 watch out. Yeah, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so. Well, I know that there was, uh, I don't know if this is the same people you saw, but I were, was with two people at the start who were doing it together. He was in a, um, a, a wheelchair and she was pushing it. And uh, as I understand from watching the wires online, they were unable to complete the London Marathon, but then they completed the Leeds Marathon. Oh, yeah, which is... Um, uh, Rob uh, Burrow. Yeah, which is amazing... Um, you know, association with Rob Burrow yeah. and, uh, and Kevin Sinfield, who runs for and often with him. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, a wonderful story. Yeah. And, and just, so I think know. in a way, although obviously that must have been very disappointing in London and there's all kind of, I don't know the story there, whether it was because it was too crowded or the weather or exhaustion like anyone else who does a DNF, you know. Y yes. But I think that... Um, it's a DNF, Rob, sorry. Oh, sorry, does not finish, did not finish. Oh, sorry, yes. So basically, when you look at the results, you see DNF. It's a slightly euphemistic way of saying, I'm after it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... Because uh, I'd like to do a marathon at the moment, I, you know, daring to dream if I, if, I, if I worked hard on my... Well, hey, listen, I know you're throwing it out there, but I know when, what I want you to do. I want you to come and do that in York. Is there a marathon in York? Always do the York Marathon. I do it every year. It's my fastest marathon. It's a favourite marathon of mine. Uh, it's in mid-October. paths for wheels. It's very, yeah. Uh, it's, it's a road marathon. Yes. So, yeah, pretty good. And um, it's mildly hilly, but not more than London. It's not, it's not, there aren't any actual hills. It just has a, a light gradient profile. All right. And, uh, and uh, I'm doing it. I'm trying to persuade Paul to do it. If you were there... In September. And your mum... October. October. Yeah? Even better. Bit of recovery time after that. You see that building up ahead of us? That's a shack me and my mates used to hang out in. <laughs> Drinking cider. This is a lovely sort of groundhog pod. Where we, we lent it to the loops now. This is a lovely sort of groundhog pod. Where we... See what I've done? <laughs> so that's... I got you, babe. Fantastic. I was just going to... I was going to say something about the playlist. Which oh, is yes. that... See, I, it's all about that seeking out naivety, you know, holding on to what we don't know and trying to surprise ourselves with, yeah, yeah, with, you know, trying to trick the subconscious into doing the job. And uh, with the music, I never plan it because I worry, I don't trust myself. I think if I plan it, it's going to disappoint me. I'm going to get to that point and find that I... Uh, don't want it anymore, you know, that I've changed my mind. That's so true. I've, I found that much less sort of significantly, but still quite annoyingly, with um, preparing a pre-show playlist I really like for my uh, sort of tour shows, and then getting annoyed if it's been sort of uh, started at the wrong time, so the right songs aren't coming on chronologically just before I'm about to come on stage. Yeah. And so what I'm doing is I'm sitting in my dressing room, feeling sort of already stressed as if it matters at all, yeah. whereas now I've learnt my lesson, and I just, um, you know, give it to the tech and say, just on shuffle, and I like them all, so, yeah, and, and yeah. also, crucially, it doesn't much matter. Better. And you could actually sometimes give yourself a little jump that makes you think, this is great! So much and that, better. And that doesn't have to happen all the time. That's the thing. And See, the naivety I'm, is preserved. I'm cheating now because I've got a massive playlist, right? So I know that I, at least on Sundays, love every one of the songs on it to run. And I have run to it in the past. But on the other hand, it's 80 hours of music. Yes. So, I can always, so I'm being surprised, but surprised are records that I chose specifically. And then the other thing is, more prosaically, if I don't like it, I just flick on. Yes. Sometimes. You can always flick on. You can always flick on. Unless it's raining and you can't get your phone out of your pocket and all that stuff. Um, caveats everywhere. But no, I, I've, t I've taken... Rob, I've, we've done a longer loop than last time we ran together. Yeah. And it's been such a nice catch-up. And I've picked up some lovely lessons. Almost exactly 10K. That's good, isn't it? Yeah, that's very pleasing. Yeah, that's what you want. 
Um, it's an app I don't recognise. Uh, it's Runkeeper. Runkeeper, okay. I mean, I we, won't, we won't end the episode with a comparative of the various apps. Well, yeah, the key thing is to, that I feel like yeah, there's simple conversation that listeners want us on Strava so they can compare, and that's why we're not on it. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, it's... Uh, I don't want to compare. I think that's very good. I think... Um, you know, Strava deals in, in the currency of kudos. Oh, and nice. I think if that's where you're getting Caveats your kudos. everywhere in the currency of kudos. <laughs> I don't know if you do episode titles, but, uh, you know, plot that <laughs> but straight But that in. one won't fit in. <laughs> um, thank you for this, Rob. It's been a joy. I can't believe it. I feel like PR-wise I'm a failure because I haven't talked to you about Taskmaster. Oh, well, I mean, I'm very much enjoying doing that. Uh, a lot of my uh, it's totally poetic disorganization is there. today as it's... Uh, right, as, as, as it's reaching well, sort of its climax, although um, sort of um, in running terms, I think I'm quite close to a DNF, actually, <laughs> points-wise. <laughs> I'm, going, I'm going for laughs at this point. Great, wo great work there with hearing something and using it straight away. Uh, yeah, was, you've got, you've, you've got it. it. I'm, I'm only good on short-term retention, <laughs> so I have to be quick. Um, but no, I've, I've loved doing that, and you're very kind to plug it, but really, I, I'm, I love talking to you about running and music. So yeah, well, let's do it again. And while I come on your podcast, we'll go to a gig. I would love that. We'll Rob. go and see... A jazz band doing cover versions of early Led Zeppelin. Absolutely perfect. If you can't get the real thing, and you really can't, uh, then that's what it'll have to be. I um, I got a... Rob, I was about to go into an anecdote about my father listening to Led Zeppelin, and neither you knew or listened please, to it. Please, please <laughs> tell me about your father listening to Led Zeppelin. Come on. No, you're spared. All right, next, spared. Time. next time. Next Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 